This is a podcast for the creative misfits, the right brain, rogue, or rebellious creatives who don't want to do work and life the way we've been told we have to. It's for anyone who has felt a sense of dissatisfaction with their career or with corporate BS. It's for anyone who has struggled and wanted to find greater purpose, to experience more authenticity, creativity, freedom, and satisfaction in how they live and work. Let's build a new way of doing things. Welcome to episode seven of the Creative Misfits Club. I'm Jessica. Today's episode is called Always on the Outside Looking In. And it's just a quick little conversation to explore what I think is maybe a common experience amongst creatives and creative misfits, which is feeling a little bit on the outside of things. So I want you to imagine someone walking through a neighborhood in the evening, looking at all the houses with all the little lights on inside, watching everyone's little homey scenes inside the houses but never actually able to go in. Or someone wandering through a woods who comes up to a house all lit up with glass windows and a fire going inside, and there's people inside enjoying themselves at a party, but the person on the outside is just left standing there, standing outside watching and not invited to go in. Or maybe somebody walking down a street of buildings or houses knocking on hundreds of doors for entry, but not a single one of them answers or opens. It's a little bit like Cinderella getting left at home with the scrubbing while everyone else gets to go to the ball, isn't it? I've been thinking recently about this element of creative misfittery, which is that feeling like you're always a little bit on the outside looking in. I think I felt this way for a lot of my life, to be honest. I said this to a friend the other day after I did not attend an event that a bunch of dance people went to. I said, maybe one day I won't be the girl on the outside looking in. There's this feeling, I suspect I'm not the only person who feels it. It's, it's either like you don't quite fit in or you're never quite the chosen one or you're left out of some set of experiences that other people always seem to have. And I've been wondering if all creative misfits maybe experience this, if it's some sort of universal calling card for those of us who fall into this creative misfit category. On the one hand, I think this is probably a good thing in some ways because all the imagination and unique sensibilities and the weirdnesses and the unusual talents that I feel like creative misfits bring to the table I don't think we would have those gifts if we weren't in some ways sort of out of the norm or in some way off the beaten path. It's like it's it takes a type that's more sensitive or more perceptive perhaps or also maybe more brave or rogue or more willing to stand in our unique authenticity even when the world and all the conditioning around you is telling you to conform in order to get liked. It requires a certain type of person or a certain sensibility to do that. And thank goodness for everyone who chooses their authenticity over conformity, even though oftentimes that means that we have to walk a path that's less trodden or less popular. For me, I'm deeply proud of my creativity. It's really funny. I was always 
praised for my brain growing up. And in fact, I was very skilled in school and smart and I always did really well. But if I'm very honest, the parts of me that I value the most, that really feel like the most me, are the creative maker ones. It's my endless ideas, like my fountain of ideas that never turns off. It's my creative eye and taste. It's my drive and my ability to create words and visual worlds that take me somewhere, that inspire me. Those are the things that I am sort of most proud of. I'm, I'm glad I have a great brain to go along with that. And I think that intellect can certainly add many shades of depth and skill to my creative making. But it isn't actually the ability that I value most of myself. And it's not actually the one that brings me joy. I'm fueled by joy when I am making creative artistic things. And when I'm not, the life force drains out of me. It's that simple. I've learned that about myself. And so identifying that has been a huge part of my authenticity and following a path, a creative misfit path that's guided by that. Even though, honestly, it's not a path that's always been easy professionally by any means, that is hugely important to me. On the other hand, I wonder if we are also sometimes architecting our own separateness. And what I mean by this is, do we sometimes identify or maybe over-identify with our separateness? Is the fact that we feel like a misfit and we feel like we're on the outside Are we maybe making that part of our identity? Or maybe is there something deep in our subconscious that believes that our brand of creative misfittery couldn't possibly really be desirable or understood or accepted? As I really do believe that our internal state of consciousness, um, and that includes our, our programming and our subconscious beliefs, that creates this experience of the external world around us, like a reflection. I really do believe that. And so sometimes I'm left wondering if there's something inside of us, of me, for those of us who feel like creative misfits like me, that for better or for worse is creating this experience of separateness. Because maybe we feel like the mainstream doesn't understand us, or maybe we feel like our art isn't understood or appreciated or valued. Maybe we feel like it's hard to find our kindred spirits and other people. I'm just wondering if that is also asking us to examine something in ourselves of what might be believing those things to be true and therefore we create or we experience or we attract or maybe don't attract, maybe we repel (laughs) these things that confirm our forever misfit status. On the other hand, sometimes I don't mind being a bit on the outside of things. It's an interesting vantage point to life. You see more. You see where things are not quite right. You see where things don't make sense. You see old systems and structures and ways of doing things that aren't actually really serving. You have a little bit of this quiet eagle eye. And there's also sacredness and aloneness which allows you to experience these deeper parts of yourself without so much of the noise and distractions of the world. There's a clarity that comes from that. When you're just alone, it's like the 
It's like the difference between being outside with just breeze and just clouds and birds. You get a clarity that you don't get when the TV's on in the background, the phone's ringing and the laundry's going and the texts are dinging, right? I think so many of us spend life getting pulled in a hundred different directions and these directions are not necessarily actually us, genuine to us. We get pulled by the people around us. We get pulled by all the things that distract us. We get pulled by other people's expectations of us and we get pulled by our egos wanting to be liked and all these voices in our heads and the conditioned shoulds that are swarming around us. So I think actually being a little bit separate can also be a gift. The last few years in particular for me have been a really interesting experience in terms of being on the outside looking in. So professionally, many, 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 like so many, I can't even tell you, things that I have tried to do to progress my career have just gone into a black hole. They've just gotten me nowhere. And as hard as that's been, it's forced a kind of zeroing in on my real essence and my real gifts. It's like when the ocean recedes, what's left? It's just you. And who are you, really? Also, personally, I've experienced a lot of being on the outside looking in and lots of aloneness. Some of that is because of communities that I have been a part of. I've experienced a whole host of things like getting ghosted and canceled and literally kept out of things. And I've also chosen for a number of different reasons to distance myself from those communities. And that's both been very hard and it's also kind of weirdly been very okay and even liberating in some ways because it's allowed me to actually really soar in terms of my own growth and my creative projects and my skill levels. I think the part of reframing being on the outside is learning when being on the inside isn't actually really more desirable. It's like we're standing outside this house looking in. In some ways, we're wishing we could be in there, we could be invited, we're wishing we could be part of the thing. But sometimes the biggest realization is that house that we're on the outside of looking in, that house is actually super fucked up. Like the foundation is cracking or there's this weird off vibe actually in there or the people inside are vapid or unkind or totally dysfunctional. I think there's this ultimate moment for creative misfits in realizing when we don't even want to be in those houses that we're not invited into. Because really, who wants to be part of a lousy party or a dysfunctional party? Who wants to be part of an old crumbling system or structure or institution that's just perpetuating a lower consciousness way of being? And then it's like, well, thank God that my creative misfittery can see that. Because the creative misfits are going to be the ones who are going to be able to build entirely new and better houses. So there's a moment for me when I realize do I really want in? Like, why really do I want in this house if this house 
isn't such a great house to begin with. I want a new fucking house and I want the people who want to build it with me. So who's coming? Thank you.